0: Hi everyone, Leanne Pilkington here for the latest edition of Courageous Conversations. And with me is my very good friend, Julie Davis. Hi, Julie. Hey Leanne, what a pleasure to be uh, invited to speak with you today. Oh, thank you, absolutely. Julie and I met actually when I was thinking about putting together the Real Women in Real Estate group and Julie has got a group called Women in Real Estate, so we didn't know each other but I decided to reach out and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking and just see if we could collaborate and we've been friends ever since.
1: Yeah, it's been really, really awesome because, you know, having a shared vision for what's possible for women and collaborating together and sharing um, the opportunity for women to get together, to network. Uh, We've had some fabulous events. Um, We have. I think in terms of what it's done for the industry has been terrific because it brings us together. It creates great friendships. Great collaboration and great conversation as well.
0: Yeah, it really does. And it was unexpected for me, the friendships that I've formed and the way that we've been able to help each other, not just you and I, but across the group at large, we've been able to connect people that can help them move their careers forward or their businesses forward. And that's something that I'm really proud of.
1: And I think probably I'd have to say from my perspective of what I like best. There are many things but what I like best is the fact that there's no agenda. Yeah, exactly. That is is driving the group. It is it is it is purely like there's not some we're not involved in it for what you know what can we get out of it or what can we do it's not it's about a level of contribution which I think is a really healthy thing and I think it's a wonderful thing for our industry
0: yeah I agree and um and I really appreciate the fact that you were very happy to collaborate rather than look at what I was doing as a threat to what you were doing you were so open about going okay let's see what we can create together so
1: yeah, and that's true. And you know what well, what I'd love to see in this industry and what probably saddens me about this industry more than anything else, it's a win-lose mentality. And I think if we can create a win-win that we all win, everyone collectively is way, way more um, enriched for that experience. Yeah,
0: I completely agree. So tell me about you. I know where you are now, but let's talk about what you were doing before and how you got to the business that you're in right now. Okay.
1: Well, let me go back a few decades. Okay. um, When I I very first got into real estate in the 90s, I was uh, in Canberra. And I worked then for my principal, who is now my current business partner, um, Neil Williams. I, was, um, I went to sales. And, and when I went into sales, I, I said to myself, okay, I'm going to give it 12 months. And if I don't sell a house in the 12 months, I'll just give up. But I was committed (laughs) to give it the 12 months. Right. And in fact, I've been very, very blessed. And I probably attribute that to I had a very strong network going in. I sold my first house in three weeks. And at the end of that very first year, I'd sold 52 properties. Wow. That's a big uh, (laughs) first year. And I did it year in, year out until I um, sort of semi-retired and moved to the Gold Coast in 2001. From there, we bought management rights. So we bought a holiday apartment um, building. Uh, had 121 apartments in it and because uh, we'd never heard of this thing called management rights and um, so I spent the next six years doing that it was my baptism of fire into what schoolies was actually about
0: oh uh, I can imagine it I've heard, I've stor- heard of it yeah well I was there in uh, <laughs> gosh I'm going to age myself now 1980 I think we invented schoolies on the gold coast oh it was gosh. that long ago it was quite the experience
1: that would not surprise me, actually, Leanne, yeah. that was true. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then from there, um, I went to work for Michael Shigold And Oh, okay. I worked, I worked with Michael, I think about four years, and worked with Michael, set up, um, in those days, it was called Ultimate Real Estate Coaching, and I come on board, did all of the agent coaching. Okay. Um, which I really, really enjoyed. Also, I uh, worked with Michael at, at all of his events. So I've done a lot of in terms of event management, and which I loved it because like, I'm so driven about relationships and, and, and love that sort of variety. And then six years ago, we started Asian Dynamics. That was inspired by, I had used profiling for quite some time. And for me, it had a massive impact on me personally. And then when I had an an opportunity to um, onboard and undertake some accreditation and training with a company in the UK, and I just saw that as a missing key because I had seen so many good people in this industry that um, had exited the industry because... They weren't, um, I guess, nurtured and appreciated to, to be, well, we talk about being in your flow a lot, but in terms of what what, is, what are the talents that we bring and understanding them, unwrapping them and using them in our business, we personalise the, the profile that it is real estate specific. It's very, very beneficial, both on the individual level and also in terms of a leadership piece as well.
0: And it's not just about finding sales people or people with sales profiles is that it? it's about finding the missing pieces of your team, if you like. Exactly
1: right. And it is about, you know, their suitability in terms of, you know, different different roles for different types of profiles. And uh, I, I think what I see in our industry, just to digress a little bit, I just see so many band-aids put around recruiting. I see people advertising on Facebook, you know, who do you know? and they come into a team and number one is their skill level is not measured before they they come in and that can be a disaster but we have people that are coming into a role are purely on a skill base that they then just use about clocking on, clocking off and taking your wage. The element that we look for is what we call their innate skill or their their innate talent they bring to a to a role that combines and that they actually have very high contribution to that business and they're very valuable but they in, in terms of their personal level of satisfaction. They're playing a very big game every day because they love it and that, and it's in their flow.
0: A lot of people obviously that are listening know me. So what is my, you've done the pro, this profiling I on have, me. I
1: have, I have Leanne. Leanne is a creator profile. What a shock. And I oh know what a shock. There you go. Yeah. And so creative profiles are very visionary, big, very big thinkers, very strategic. And that is definitely you, um, Leanne, particularly what you've contributed to our industry has always been so visionary. And we've only had to look at the results that you that you have, number one of, you know, leading such a big organisation as Lang and Simmons, being the, uh, the second only female president of the REI New South Wales in 100 years. You know, you're, you're, you you're just uh, you push the boundaries and you challenge the status quo. It is because of that that energy, that, that dy- what we call dynamo energy, is that you're optimistic and you're a big thinker and a big doer. But for me to get
0: things done, I can't have other me's around me, right?
1: You cannot. And that's why you have the very wonderful and very, very talented Rod Fitzgerald. Correct. He's a supporter profile. yeah, And he works really well, creators and supporters. And Neil, my business partner, he's a creator and I'm a supporter. Um, They work really well because we love and are very happy to do the follow-up and, and the relationships where so creators love their, their, you know, it's like a, being creation at the beginning of anything. Yeah. But in terms of follow through um, and <laughs> you just go from one idea to the next idea. And, um, yeah, detail. Detail is not no, my thing unless no, it's embroidery
0: no. on a pair of shoes maybe. That's about the only detail I'm getting I know, to.
1: I know. But we do, we all just need all different types of people to support each other and this is why it's really important when you're bringing somebody in as a complimentary person to you to understand what what are their strengths that they're going to bring to the table. Exactly. Because the other thing is, and I've been
0: guilty of this before, we like people that are like us. That's just natural human behavior, right? So we tend to want to employ people that are just Mm -hmm. like us.
1: And that's very much what creators and stars do. They are always, oh yes, it's all going to be great. And they are overly optimistic. And they, they recruit someone just like them. <laughs>
0: I only had that conversation with Jackie this morning because she said something to me and I said, no, no, it'll be right, it'll, X, Y and Z, this will be fine. And she just, she gave me that Jackie Jones look yes. and I laughed and said, yes, well, potentially I am a little overly optimistic. We know that to be mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And sometimes overly optimistic of what other people can achieve as well, uh, which in a team, which, in if you have a create a leader which can which can really be a little frustrating for the team it can team, be a
0: pain in the ne- well. pain in the neck shan's just looking yep. at me at the moment
1: with yeah, a look on her face shan she's a, she's an accumulator profile so she's down the bottom where she they accumulate slow everything and they're the most risk averse of any profile oh, because is they that like right? they like they they know what's going on because they've done the research and and they're very yep. sensory energy so they actually sense things and they they know stuff and so they're great to have in a team because they slow everything down
0: yes but they also need people like me to encourage them to actually push themselves a little bit outside of their comfort zone. absolutely dining.
1: absolutely. i know accumulators very well because i'm married to one oh, both, of there my, you go. My, both of my daughters their husbands are accumulators as well and i said congratulations you've married your Interesting. father so you good married luck with father that one. <laughs> Oh, heavens. They're stubborn too.
0: They're <laughs> stubborn too. Mm-hmm. Very stubborn. Oh, mm. I'll remember that when mm. I'm next dealing with Shan. I'll remember that she's stubborn. <laughs> so let me go back to December 2015 because you had some pretty difficult news um, that, that you were delivered back then. Can we talk about that?
1: Yes. About I'll go back to probably about the July and in that July um, Pete picked up A jug, like a boiling jug, right, to pour a cup of coffee and his hand just dropped. Oh, wow. And he thought, okay, something's sort of going on here. And from there, he went and had, uh, went to his doctor and she said, oh, you've probably got a pinched nerve. And so he did x rays and tests and everything and no, 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 no. And she said, I think I'll just refer you on to a neurologist, which he did. And then they undertook a series over six months of tests. Because it was about eliminating. Did he have uh, multiple sclerosis? Did he have Parkinson's? Did he have like what was it? So he then had an appointment with the neurologist, and uh, we all went. We do everything as a family at our our place. So the girls,
0: the girls went as well. Yeah, we all we all headed up.
1: You know. And I'll tell you something really interesting in, in a minute because I, I, knew, I knew what was going to be said on that day. And I'll tell oh, you really? why and how in okay. a minute. And anyway, so the neurologist did not have a very good bedside manner and he said, well, it looks like you've got motor neurones disease. He said, I would suggest, have you got insurance? I suggest you just go home and get your affairs in order. Um, you've got between probably two to five years maximum. And um, don't ask me any questions uh, because I'll have to be honest with you if you do. And that was sort of it. And, and oh, wow. like, uh, it was like, oh. and then then he said, oh, there could be one thing that we could try. There is a disease which is called motor something neuropathy, uh, which mimics all of the signs of motor neurons, but we can possibly halt that. So he referred us on to a professor, Dr. Sabat who then Peter went in and had um, every day a, an injection. So I think the first week we went to go to the hospital every day and then it become weekly. Initially, we thought we'd won the lottery because Pete, like, was getting a bit of strength back and he was feeling better and everything. And then as we progressed, uh, he'd keep less, losing weight. And, you know, it seemed that, no, it wasn't that at all. So going back to just before he was diagnosed, and, and this probably might sound a little bit weird for some people, we've got a very good friend. And you've actually met my friend, Maura, who's a doctor. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. fantastic. So Maura was over for dinner one night and Pete was telling her sort of like what was going on. And I walked out with her into the car park and she said, she looked at me and she said, don't say anything to Peter, don't do any research, she said, but I think that he's got motor neurones disease. And I later asked her how she knew that and she said um, she was actually, she's just an amazing lady. She's, um, she was the youngest doctor ever in Ireland to, to um, graduate and she's also a lawyer and, she, and she's an incredible businesswoman. And But she said my grandfather, who was a doctor also, he, she said, if I have a patient and I don't really know what's going on, she said, "I channel him," and oh, she said, really? he was sitting on my top shoulder, and he told me that Peter had motor neurons disease. True, true story. Wow! So I'd known this previously, but of course I hadn't yeah. said anything. No, because so I had many nights that I sort of like very upset. And did you go and do Doctor Google to find out what that actually I meant? I looked at a few things. Yeah not too much because I was really careful too because I didn't want Pete to sort of like be alerted to anything. And Pete being an accumulator, they're really great researchers and he would spend a lot of time on the computer. And one day he said to me, oh, I think I know what I've got. And my, I just like my throat, I had a lump in my throat. I said, oh, do you? And he goes, yeah, I think I've got this and this and this, which was something like quite curable and everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe you have, you know. Right, yeah. But anyway, so what happened? And Pete, Pete um, had a handyman business. So Pete has always been extremely well gifted with his hands. He's an incredible craftsman. He could build everything. He could fix anything. Just incredible. Was a builder. He had a handyman business, which was just starting to go really, really well. It was going great. Anyway, um, that was in the December. By the end of February, he was in a wheelchair, and
0: sorry stop for one second yeah. in december you did you know what it was by december the end of december yes and within within two months of, of being yeah. diagnosed yeah he was in a wheelchair yeah yeah wow
1: which wow. you know it's normally a very slow and progressive um disease and this is my take right. on it of what happened was that his brain just totally went down to shut down right it was in shock because he he went from like being strong active because motor neurone doesn't really affect people that are unhealthy it affects people who are sports people healthy not not overweight people by generalization and but i think pete just his brain and because you know your brain just control mind controls everything that you do um he went from in that very short period of time to not being able to walk not being able to feed himself not being able to go to the toilet not not being able to do anything like a vegetable we thought within six months he's going to be dead and this was
0: around the time that i that you and i really first started to get to know each other because our first real women in real estate event was in october of 2015 so you were you were yeah you were going through all of that that discovery and all of those horrible experiences at that time
1: but we um you know so we spent our life savings trying to find a cure trying to find things and we had you know probiotic enemas we had like like you name it we did it i think i could open the chemist shop and i also could like buy a natural therapy shop but it all that all helped right because what happened i think as he began to accept it and get his mind around stuff not accept it. he said i'll accept the the diagnosis but not the prognosis and it's not going to get me and um so he had like all of a sudden, through what we were doing, um, we do four times a week, we still do it, physio four times a week. Wow. Um, he started slowly to be able to move his arms. and wow. so he then went to be able to feed himself again. and so it's really quite incredible like the curve that he had in terms of being able to have a bit more independence. and so typically so we're now four years down the track. he is he's very high 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 care. Um, Pete doesn't have any independence at all. There's two types of motor neurons. One is uh, what they call ALS, uh, which is lateral sclerosis, and the other is called bulbar, which is part of your brain, which affects your swallowing and eating. Ultimately, they say that you you do get that, but Pete doesn't have that.
0: Right. Okay. And
1: so he doesn't have any problem eating or drinking, which is a blessing. But he's got everything else. He can't. He can't. He can walk a few steps aided. Um, but he can't use his arms at all or his hands at all. And he can't shower um,
0: himself or go to the he bathroom. He can't shower at
1: all. No, can't do anything like that. He has, has no self-care at all. He can't eat. He can't drink. So he, he does need to have somebody with him all of the time. All the time. Yeah. And do you have help at home? Um, I have um, a... a what they call a package, which um, I have an basically an hour a day. I have on a Monday. I have four hours every fortnight. Um, but they come in and, and they're great support for me because they'll give Pete some breakfast, which is only actually Pete's a very private person and he doesn't like anybody to do anything for him. And so we've just got to the point that he'll let them have, give him breakfast. Wow otherwise I do everything I do all of his personal care I'm very very fortunate I've got two amazing daughters who are just Mm. like amazing in terms of help we we live we live in a cottage and our daughter lives in the house she's an ED nurse Um, yeah oh how handy is that yeah yeah so she's absolutely fantastic because there's a whole lot of like yucky stuff that that I delegate. Um. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, that that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so so we're really, really lucky. But you know, there's always people that are worse off. You just deal with what you've got because you don't have a choice
0: no you don't but the thing that's always struck me with you is how positive and optimistic and happy you are even though you have really got your hands full my mum is basically caring for my dad so I have a little bit more insight into what that actually means now than I would have a few years ago and it's um it's all consuming
1: yeah, it is. Well, my, my day normally starts around four thirty, and oh, nice. I'm, I was going to the gym every morning when when I could when it was warmer and I could leave Pete. I'd I'd get him up and put him in a chair, and I'd go to the gym. I, I, I'm very spasmodic now with that, unfortunately, because I I can't leave him because if he needs he if he needs to scratch himself, he can't
0: can't do it. You know, yeah. so
1: um, I just made that choice that you know I'll just go when I can. I'm very very blessed to do something um, to have a business that I feel very purpose driven in what I do. Um, I absolutely love what I do because I truly believe it makes such a massive difference I'm very fortunate in terms of that uh, I, I work from home and so my computer and I do all my I do a lot of uh, we do a lot of debriefs and that but I'm just in earshot um, of pete so if if he needs something i can go to him if i travel i've got the girls they'll come in and, and stay um so i am like my family is incredibly supportive but yeah but you made
0: the decision as a family that um pete wasn't going to go into care didn't you yeah
1: we absolutely did and that would be the, like that that's his absolute worst fear and so we just manage. And as a matter and of fact... And he won't even um, let
0: you... My, my dad goes into respite care uh, a couple of weeks every every quarter just to give my mum a break. Um, and he won't even let you do that, will he? No, but I've,
1: I've had a massive win this week because uh, palliative care have given me um, um, a support person. It's re- like a respite, but they come into the home. Oh, and, perfect! Um, as you know, um, this weekend I'm going to be down with you guys at the Dexa um, yes, Conference, you are. which I'm looking forward Woo-hoo. to. It's going to be great. On Sunday um, is Ashley's husband's thirtieth, so I've, so I'm having them in for the first time overnight to be with Pete. So that that's a fingers crossed it very goes well, step. and
0: he yeah <laughs> that um that means that he's happy for it to happen again. Well, let's hope. Yeah, Let's fingers <laughs> crossed. Fingers crossed. Now, you also lost a whole lot of weight not that long ago, didn't you? Yeah, I did.
1: I did. How well, did you do that? About, I'll tell you how that started because, yeah. Go on. and this is a little bit of a special story in itself, is that a really big wish for my daughters was to have their dad walk them down the aisle when they got married, and which they both got married within six weeks of each other, um, Yes, I remember. <laughs> and Pete um, did walk down the aisle with them which was Did really he? he practiced and he practiced ah, and he practiced every single how day special. it was very there was not a dry eye in the whole place including me i
0: can only imagine um, it was a yeah. very
1: very special moment but when they um said and i've got two beautiful son-in-laws they're just fabulous when they said they were getting married and uh, i i just go I do not want to be that fat mother of the bride in the photos. Yeah. <laughs> that every time I look sure. at a wedding photo that I cringe. That, would, that was sure. my initial motivator. And I think up to, I've lost about 21 kilos over the last, I think, three years. I'm actually at my goal weight next month for 12 months. Um, wow, fantastic. fantastic. Well done. For, for 12 months. Um so I did it the old-fashioned way. I just went to Weight Watchers, and I just turned up every single week. And it, they were great because it became my community and my my support and and something for me. This is a long journey for me, and I have to be I have to be mentally fit, and I've got to be physically fit, and I've got to be strong, because when you've got to lift someone or or be there in terms of that that you've got to be strong enough to support that person, you've got to be physically physically strong. For me, it's also I've I've struggled with my weight all of my life. I've never, ever been thin, ever. Uh, And I've always up, down, up, down, up, down. I think probably six or seven times I went to Weight Watchers and I'd lose five kilos and then just go back to bad habits. But this time I was determined. And I think when you're driven with something internally and it is important, it it makes a massive difference, your why, why you do something. And for me, it was about my health. And, but it gave me a lot more self confidence. Before I would hate to have a photo taken. I would, ha- you know, anything like that. Um, and and I feel I feel comfortable in my own skin. You know, I'm going to be 60 next year. Um, mm-hmm. got to a, I've got to a stage that I'm comfortable. I love what I do. I feel that I'm that I contribute to other people's journeys. Yeah. So life is good. You know, life life is great. I mean, I. I can't complain. Julie, so
0: many people would not would not have that view. So I've just got the utmost respect for you oh. having that. And and I know that you're not just saying that. I know that that is at
1: your core. Yeah. life is good for you. And that's it, incredible. It, it is. And I, and I think you know what? The situation is the situation, right? You've got to be a realist, right? I would lie if I if I said is this how I planned for my life to turn out? No peter doesn't it's not how what he that you know that was his you know happy happy retirement here you go you're going to be in a wheelchair and and can't do a thing for yourself who wants it but you know what like as they say shit happens and you just yeah, make the best sure does. Of the, <laughs> you make the best of the situation
0: yeah that's amazing
1: I, i'm just really blessed that i have got an amazing community i like you know our women in real estate community, my, my, I've got fantastic clients. We've got fantastic industry partners. I've just surrounded myself with the most amazing people that support me and I feel exceptionally blessed around that. Well, like attracts like, I think, is the answer to that. Thank you. Thank you. And, it, you know, it's a privilege to... <laughs> You know, it's a privilege to be able to, you know, to feel that you're that you're making a difference.
0: Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly right. I won't say that you're lucky to have found your purpose and and to have a job that you're so passionate about, but it is a, certainly a blessing.
1: Mm. And I'm celebrating Leanne going to Greece next year. I put Peter on fair warning and everyone on fair fair warning is that I am coming because it's going to be my 60th birthday. You know, the thing is that you do at times have to be selfish and you've got when you do need a mental health break, you have to put your hand up. And you've got to accept help and ask for help.
0: That is a really, really important point. Yeah. You've got to know yourself well enough to know when it's time that you just need. Even if it's an hour to go and have a massage or to walk on the beach or whatever it is, you've got to know when it's time for you to do something for you. Yeah, and
1: before you break you know because yeah, exactly because that doesn't help
0: anybody yeah vibrate, no, it doesn't help the anybody the
1: consequences aren't really great in this house <laughs> no
0: no they're pretty serious
1: well would you believe we've
0: been chatting for half an hour i cannot I believe know. how fast these um, these conversations I go i would love you just to share some contact details with everybody so if they would like to know more about agent dynamics more about the profiles that you do how do the, how do people find you
1: okay so they can they can find us our website agentdynamics.com.au on facebook we do a Facebook Live every Monday at 3 uh, where we've got lots and lots of client stories and we talk about profiling and all those sorts of things. They can reach me on email, so julietagentdynamics.com.au. I'm sort of like, you know, just give a yell, like somebody will know who I am and where I am. Um, <laughs> and I'm always up for a good chat. So I'd be very happy if I, if I can, you know, help anybody with anything if you've got you know anything that you feel that 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 you want to have a conversation with me about i'm really really happy um to do that
0: amazing thank you so much and i will look
1: forward to seeing you at the convention on the weekend you will and i might even i'm i'm planning a little um extra night escape i'll know today oh well I done can, if i can do that so oh good luck <laughs> i'm hoping my, 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 my luxury is a good night's sleep, you know. Yeah, right, yep, <laughs> I understand.
0: All right, thanks so much, Julie. Thanks, Leanne. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.